to stop here because even my name is Scottish. My name is Ross William McNabb. Can't get, I've got the most Scottish name in the Charlotte Chapel office, that's for sure. Ross William McNabb, of course McNabb, is one of the Scottish clans, one of the Scottish families. William, named after a Scottish hero, Mr. Braveheart, William Wallace himself. And of course, Ross. I'm even named after a part of Scotland, up in the north. That's as Scottish I am. But I wasn't always going to be called Ross. In fact, I was going to be called Kirsty. <laughs> My parents were clearly expecting a girl. <laughs> so when I popped out a boy, my mum and dad looked at each other and said, do you have a name for a boy? No, I don't. So they hatched a cunning plan. What they did, they decided that the first doctor that I saw as a baby, they would name me after him. It's a good plan, good enough. So the doctor comes in, checks me over, checks mum over, everything's okay. Then he's about to leave, and mum and dad stop him. And they say, excuse me, but what's your first name? The doctor goes, why do you ask that? Well, we can't decide on a name for our new boy, so we maybe thought, maybe we can use your name. The doctor paused and then said, well, my name is Hugo. <laughs> to which mum and dad said, we'll keep on thinking, thank you very much. <laughs> but they eventually settled on the name Ross. And I think they got that name bang on personally. This week, a little internet search to see what my name actually meant. And it came up with this. Ross is masculine. He exudes power and authority. And it's not without a certain amount of magnetism. I since told my wife that, to which she just laughed. But Christmas is about the birth of a newborn baby, nearly over 2,000 years ago. But have you ever wondered why he was called Jesus? Why the name Jesus? Was that a particular popular name back then in first century Palestine? Was there a famous pop star going about with the name Jesus? Well, no. We actually read in the Bible the reason why Jesus is called Jesus. And it says in Matthew, one of the books of the Bible, one of the first books in the New Testament that Graham read earlier on, it says this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, that is Joseph, in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. So an angel of the Lord appears to Joseph in a dream and tells him to give his new, the baby boy the name Jesus. Oh, how much my parents would have wished for that back about 25 years ago, rather than a doctor called Hugo. But what does Jesus actually mean? Well, if my name means magnetism, then what does Jesus' name mean? Well, let's go on. It says, you're to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Because he will save his people from their sins. Jesus is called Jesus because he is going to save his people from their sins. In fact, the word Jesus 
the Greek form of Joshua, which means the Lord saves. Now, why would this little baby boy need to be called the Lord saves? Why would he need to save people from their sins? What even is a sin? Well, we may think sin is murder. Sin is war. Sin is perhaps a social injustice we see throughout our country. But to understand what sin is, we need to go back to the very beginning when God created the world and God made man and everything that was in it was good. Now why was it good? Well, it's because the Bible tells us we had a perfect relationship with God, our creator. He loved us and we loved him. We had a perfect relationship with each other. We loved each other. We had a perfect relationship with the world, with creation. That was why it was good. But then we started to believe the devil's lie, that our life is better without God. We started to believe the lie that we didn't need God. And we turned away from God. We rejected him. We read in the Bible, in Romans, another book of the Bible, it says, there is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. No one who seeks God. All have turned away. Imagine on Christmas Day, you go around to your family to spend the day with them. And you've made the turkey. You've spent ages, all that morning, preparing this turkey, stuffing it, cooking it, make sure it's cooked through. And you turn up to your family's house, to the people you love, with a turkey, knock on the door, and they answer it. They take the turkey off you, and then they slam the door in your face. Imagine that. Imagine going to your family on Christmas Day and them slam the door in your face. That's what we did to God. We took his creation, we took everything that was good, and we got rid of him. Because we did not want him in our lives. We shut the door on God by saying to him, do you know what God? I don't think you do know what's best for me. I'm going to live my life the way that I choose. I don't need you. That is what sin is. Sin is the rejection of God. And everything else that comes from that is because of that one sin, because we've rejected, because we've rebelled against God. That is why we live in such a broken world. That is why we find it hard to get on with people. That's why we have so many wars, why we steal, why we kill, why there's so much social injustice. Because we have broken our relationship with God, our loving creator, by turning away from him. And God is a just God. And there's a punishment for this rebellion, for this rejection. And the Bible tells us this punishment is death. Not a physical death, not just that, but a spiritual death. An eternity cut off from our living creator, our loving creator. But, now here we get to the beauty of Christmas. Here is why we can start to understand why we can sing joy to the world at Christmas time. Here is where we get to understand why Christians love Christmas so much. 
why we have these services, why this Christmas tree up here, why we love Christmas. Because we read on in Matthew, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Jesus is known as Emmanuel, God with us. You see, when we turned away from God, he didn't turn away from us. No. Because he loved us so much, because he didn't want to see us eternally cut off from him, God did the complete opposite and came to us. This almighty God who created the heavens and the earth, who flung stars into the sky and into the space, took on human form and became a helpless baby boy of what we now know as Christmas time. He became a helpless baby boy for me. He became a helpless baby boy for you. So that he could save his people from their sins. This baby boy named Jesus is the son of God. And this son of God would leave the manger and he'd grow up to die on a cross. You see, Jesus didn't save people by just being a good moral teacher. He didn't save people by just telling us to love each other more. No, no. Jesus saved people from their sins by dying a horrific, brutal death on the cross. See, on the cross, he took the punishment for my sin, for your sins, for our rebellion upon himself. And he died the death that we so much deserve. But it doesn't end there. Because on the third day, he rose again. Rose again back to life, defeating death and crushing sin. So that if we just believe in him, then we don't need to face an eternity cut off from God. But rather we can have eternal life with God. That is why Jesus was born. That is why he is called Jesus. That is the whole point behind Christmas. A baby boy born to save his people from their sins. So what are we going to do about it? What is our response going to be? Are we going to believe in this baby boy named Jesus? Or are we going to reject him? You see, the Bible also tells us that whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. But whoever rejects the Son will not see life. For God's wrath remains in him. Are you going to believe? Or are you going to reject? You see, right now, Jesus is on that cross saying, look at what I've done for you. Look at me dying the death that you deserved. And he's asking, will you accept me as your savior? Will you accept that I came to die for your sins, to save you from your sins? Will you accept? Maybe you're thinking, yes, 
I do want to accept what I do. Well, it's simple. You simply pray. You pray to God, asking for forgiveness, for rejecting God, for rebelling against him, and say sorry for your sins. And then ask Jesus into your heart as your Lord, as the Lord who saves. You could do that right now. You can do that before even leaving Charlotte Chapel tonight. Maybe you're not quite there yet. Maybe you need a few more information about this. Well, you'll notice on the pews, we've got this card sitting there. And on the back, it's got space for you to write your details in and tick the appropriate box. We'd love to get to know you. We'd love to, to chat to you more about this, about this wonderful good news that these Christians keep proclaiming. So just fill this card and hand it in on your way out. Or why don't you ask the person who invited you here tonight why they believe that Jesus is the Lord who saves. This little boy named Jesus because he'll save his people from their sins. Will you accept? Will you believe? I'm just going to